Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. Woohoo! Uh, we are here, season two, episode three, the one where Mr. Heckles dies, or it's called the one where Heckles dies. I thought that that was interesting that they didn't have the Mr. Heckles. It's just Heckles. Just Heckles. Yeah. But I like it. So here we are. We'll go with it. So before we get started, we were talking a little bit before the show just about like some shows that we're watching. So I wanted to ask you, what is currently on your content plate? Yes. That you are currently watching so we are in the middle of mrs mazel oh love that i just finished it did you oh God, that's I one just... of my like go-to like this show is always going to be really good right uh, you can't you can't not have a good show with amy sherman paladino and dan paladino what else have they done gilmore girls they did grill more. No wonder mm -hmm. I love Mrs. Maisel. Right? It's that quick wit. The writing like, is, it stands out. And then yes. you got Rachel Bros Brosnan. Brosnahan. 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 Yeah, yeah. She's married to um, the guy from Mad Men. Right? Is that her? Really? No, 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 no. I'm no, thinking of somebody think else so. that looks a lot like her. But she's married to somebody famous. And I'm trying to remember who it is. Google it. Okay. I'll Google that. What else are you watching? We just finished Ted Lasso. Oh, so good. Also good. What I oh he she's married to oh she's married to Jason Ralph. That's who it is. And he plays uh, the the producer. Yes. In I didn't know that. Yeah. I forgot he played the producer. Yeah. He's so cute, isn't he? I just think that they're the most handsome couple. They had been married for four years before their relationship became public. How do you do that? See, that's the thing. If celebrities want to hide it, they will hide it. Oh yeah. But that's that must be so much pressure though to like mm -hmm. have to hide your relationship. That's so cute. I know. Okay, continue. So Ted Lasso, did you like the last season? I did. I think that it was a little bit quick. I think that they could they had enough content. I think to mm -hmm. do a whole other full season and maybe have wrapped up some storylines slower. Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate that they wrapped it up at the very end with everybody. There was only like one question that my husband and I had. Is it Keely? No. Okay, it's I guess spoiler alert. It's a total spoiler alert. So if you have not watched Ted Lasso, turn me down right <laughs> now. But the very end, he goes home and Yeah. Oh. Is does he get back together with his wife or not? Yes. I okay. think he does. I think he does too. And mm -hmm. I even if he doesn't, like I want to live in that world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where that's where my brain ended is he gets back with his yeah. wife. Did you have a question about Keely though? About like where oh, she ends like up? Like maybe where she ends up. Because they left it kind of ambiguous, but I kinda like I know that people were really mad, but I kinda like that they left it ambiguous. Like, no, Keely gets to choose who she ends up with. I love that. Roy and Jamie, you don't get to choose who she ends up with. No. And so I actually heard they're doing some spinoffs. Ooh, I so love that. I don't know that if I, I wonder if they are going to be kind of involved in the spinoffs and mm -hmm. that's why. Oh well, yeah. Cause they're going to probably do the women's. Yeah. Uh, league team. So of course Keely is going to be involved in that. Exactly. So you got to maybe think that Roy Kent or Jamie Tart are going to have a small role. Mm -hmm. So Interesting, like meta question for you. Do you know anything about Jason Sudeikis and his baby mama, Olivia Wilde, and their relationship? Yeah. Okay. Olivia Wilde is nuts. Right. So here's my question. Jason Sudeikis is an executive producer 
and writer on Ted Lasso, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if this is like almost a tale for him, like his life story of- Well, it was happening while they went through their whole divorce. Yeah. So like, is this him? Like he is Ted Lasso. He takes off, he goes and does this show kind of thing. Like it's a very like meta situation and he puts himself back with her at the end. Like that's his hope. No. Oh, I just, I kind of was like, maybe. I don't think so. I think, I mean, Olivia, is it Olivia Wilde? Yeah. She's so annoying. She, (laughs) I think what, like what she did, like going off with Harry Styles, like, first of all, like, no, stop. Don't go with Harry Styles. Stay with Jason Sudeikis. He is the man. He is the father of your children. Like seriously, you're going to go have a midlife crisis with Harry Styles. Really? Cause that's going to last. I know. And that's exactly what I thought too. It was like so lame, but uh, no, I don't think, I don't think he wrote it hoping that they would come back. I think Mm -hmm. that was like where we wanted to take the story. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's closed that door. Yeah. I'd be interested, but what is on your content list? So, Okay, so I just, all my shows wrapped. Ooh, M- Mrs. Maisel, last mm-hmm. season, finished that. The um, the f- the fucking show on HBO. Oh, God. With all the rich people. Succession. Thank you. Haven't watched it yet. Succession, that wrapped. Um, I was watching Top Chef, love Top Chef, that wrapped. All of my, Todd Lasso, that wrapped. Ooh. They're all done. Can I give you a suggestion? Vanderpump Rules, that wrapped. Oh God, but let's be honest, we needed Vanderpump Rules to wrap. Yeah. And I I think it was you or Al that posted something on your Instagram story that was like marking Mark yourself safe. safe. Yeah. Oh, that is, I resonated so much with that. Mark myself safe from season 10 of Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it needed to end. So now... I've got Outlander. I've started Outlander thanks to you. Oh, so happy for so I'm, you. I'm excited to kind of get it. Like I said, it's been a little slow, but good. I yes. like, I love period pieces. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been actually watching the Smart List documentary on <gasps> HBO. Me too. How funny. What do you think about it? It's interesting, the cinematography of it. I'm not like, I, I don't go, like the gray. I, I don't understand. So Smart List, if you guys haven't heard of Smart List, it's fabulous. It's another podcast and it's by, um, oh God, uh, Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman from Ozark, uh, Sean Hayes, who's in Will and Grace and um, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. And they are just so funny. They're real. Them are real. They're together really funny. They're great. They're a great comedic trio, but they took their podcast on the road. And the whole premise is one of them brings on a famous guest and they interview the famous guest, but the other two don't know who they are. So they kind of surprise them when they do the podcast. It's all on Zoom. It's but a good, good concept. Absolutely. And so when they go on the road, they did this documentary series. And so it's like the documentary on HBO is us following them along the live show. And so you get to see some of the live show and kind of the behind the scenes, but it's all in black and white. And I find it very weird that it's all in black and white. I, I, I get very impatient with it. And I was thinking about this and I know it's them, it's their audience, but like it was so many white men. Oh my Just God. Thank you. All, there was, it was so many white men and I was right. like, okay, like I know. And I was like, oh great. They had they had, so far. I have, I'm not all the way through it, but I know so far they've had one female as AOC. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay. What, what else you got? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like guys, 
Maybe that's we- my one. That's my problem. The black and white and like, can you guys pick some other guests? Yeah. Maybe like on their podcast, feedback. they on their podcast, they have interesting people. Maybe that's all that would show up. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. Okay. So is there, is there anything else on your content plate? It's wrapped right now, but I have to give you this one. So HBO sex life of college, sex no. lives of college girls. Girl. No. Oh my God. It is so fucking funny. No. Why? I don't want to watch high school, college. Don't give me euphoria. <laughs> Oh, you don't give me, don't give me, I I don't, I don't want to watch girls being stupid. It's such comedic genius though. It is. It's written by Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Oh my God. Watch one episode. I'll watch. I'll give you one episode. One episode. And then tell me you've changed your mind. Okay, there's another one. I think it's on HBO. It's called Love and Death. Have you seen that one? I've seen the previews. It looks good. I want to watch that one. Ooh, okay. I will give sex. Uh, give sex just for you. Girls. But like I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm their audience. <laughs> I will respect that if you give it one episode and you're done. Okay. I'm also waiting for the last season of Yellowstone to come back. Oh, I know. Which, by it. the way, like Kevin Costner, something's wrong with him. His, he's getting divorced now. His wife <gasps> filed for divorce. He, something's wrong with this man. We're having a mental breakdown. Yeah. He like didn't show up to the Emmys for like, some, he said he was sheltering in place for, for during what? like the fires or like, give me a break. And then all of the drama of like him being a diva about filming production timelines and stuff for the last season of Yellowstone. Like it's been a whole thing. And now his wife is divorcing him. And like, <gasps> He's like, it's like Taylor Swift, like, hi, you're the problem. It's you. <laughs> it's you. Maybe all of this was going on with his wife and that's why he was being such a pain in the ass is that's where his, Maybe. his anger was like coming up or something. I don't know. That's interesting. Aww. I'm just getting diva behavior. Mm. I could see it. Yeah. Sad day. I like Kevin Costner, but not when you act like that. No. But either way. Well. Friends, that's also on my content plate. <laughs> always. Friends is always on our content plate. Mm-hmm. I love it. Shall we get into the one where Heckles dies? We shall. I always love doing a, a check-in though for TV. I think it's good because I always want to know content. And guys, <laughs> if you guys have like some suggestions for us, knowing kind of what we like and don't, please let us know at don'ttakemywind@gmail.com. Yes. I would, would love to take your recommendations. Might not actually watch them, but would love to know what they are. Yes, please do. I feel like I have a very refined like love hate refined or very clear you're very clear like you don't live in the gray no i either love this or i hate this and i like that it's a hell yes or a hell no i was like you trying to get me to watch selling sunset again i'm like dude i will beat you into submission but i it's also very self-serving because i really need to know your opinion on the new girls so it's more for me But either way, back to friends. So the one where Heckles dies, our writers are Michael Curtis and George, or George, wow. George. Gregory S. Malins. Some newbies, right? I don't think we've had these peeps before. Uh, nope, they're new. It's new to me. Our director is Kevin S. Bright, who is one of, our, one of our showrunners. I always wonder, like, how do they decide, yeah, I want to direct this show, or like, I want to write this episode, or I want to direct this episode. Like, I always wonder how they decide that. I don't know. I bet you it's more of like a creative thing, like it kind of in the moment, maybe, or maybe I don't or know. Budgetary. Ooh, I bet you that could mm-hmm. probably be a big factor. Mm-hmm. Our original air date for this one is October fifth, 
1995. Love it. Okay, episode recap. Yep. First main thread is Monica and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then it ties in through the rest of the stories. So, of course, Heckles, he's in our title. We know Mr. Heckles. He's been... Okay, so where have we seen Mr. Heckles? Mr. Heckles was first just the weird guy during mm-hmm. the blackout. Yep. Then he was where the monkey gets lost and he, like, hoard, he like took the monkey. That's Patty. Patty the monkey. Yeah. Have we seen Heckles any other time? Mm. I don't think we have. I don't think so. He got a name Heckles last time before he was just weird guy. Yep. So friends are all in the apartment. Heckles knocks at the door. He's upset because they're making noise. He says they're stomping and disturbing his birds. I could have birds. You don't have birds. (laughs) He goes back downstairs. He continues to bang on the ceiling with a broom. They like stomp back with some stomps. And then they go silent and they're like, oh, we won. But he died. Whoops. Heckles died with a broom in his hand. Have you ever lived in an apartment like that? Yeah. I, when Brittany and I lived together. Oh yeah. There was a roommate that we had that like played these obnoxiously loud video games. And it sounded like, like they had to have been some sort of like war games or something. Jeez. We had that too. When we lived in Texas, our walls were unbelievably thin and our bedroom backed up to our neighbor's bedroom so we could hear them arguing all the time. Oh, fun. Yeah, that was not very, not not a great time. My cousin, um, she used to live, ne- oh, she lives in the same place, but she had some crazy neighbors, you know, Allie. Oh, yeah. She would tell us these crazy stories about these neighbors that she had that were just fucking psycho. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, uh, same thing with like arguing, doing weird shit. That's interesting. Yeah. I'd love to hear other stories too. Cause I feel like this is a very common thing of like bad neighbors, Mm -hmm. like, but especially in apartment complexes, I think it's a little bit different. So if you guys have some stories, I want to hear them. In our last town home in Fort Collins there, that we could always hear our neighbors go up and down the stairs. It sounded like elephants. Oh my God. Very similar to this situation with Mr. Heckles. Oh, crazy. So the next day they realize, oh, Mr. Heckles left everything to the girls in the noisy apartment below above his. That's hilarious. Whereas they're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then she's Rachel's like, let's talk money. Oh my God, that annoyed there me is so none. much. Um, that's what I would think. <laughs> you would think that too. Let's, like, talk let's talk money. Like, of course, like you don't like the guy, but oh, he left you all his his earthly earthly possessions. Okay, so let's talk money. Like, what is there? <laughs> Come on, you wouldn't think about the money? That's true. I guess I just wouldn't verbalize it. Well, I will. So they go into the apartment and they realize that this is his final revenge. It's filled to the brim with crap. And now they have to clean it up. Terrible. But if I were a hoarder, I'd do that to somebody. I think that'd be funny. That's some good revenge. Oh, totally. Making somebody else clean up your shit. (laughs) That's like, I'm like... We had to do that with my grandparents, like moving them out of their house. Oh my God. The grandparents' house with like everything. It was just. Oh, it was terrible. How do they get so much crap? I don't know. I mean, it's just years. I also think it's generational where Mm -hmm. they just like keep everything, you Mm -hmm. know, especially because both of our grandparents were like that Great Depression era. Yeah. So like you need to keep everything. Oh, totally. So yeah, they, they found, I was living out of state at the time. So they, I wasn't here when they cleaned out my grandparents' house, but they found some interesting stuff. My grandpa had a gun. Like just randomly, I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably really good for that 85 year old who can't walk. Yeah. My grandpa has some guns and is very questionable of like 
should Bobby having some guns over there? Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Should we have some safeties on those? A little extra. Also, like, should he be driving? Probably not. Oh, <laughs> always the thing. My grandma didn't get a speeding ticket until she was like 80 years old. Oh, my. They're terrible drivers. Oh, they're awful. Absolutely awful. Like, and I'm sorry, but the day I can no longer drive, I will gladly let somebody chauffeur me around. I think it's that generation two that like, it's like a pride thing of mm. just like, because my Nona was this, no, no was the same way. Like, God forbid you took away his keys. He would just go sit in the car and with the music running. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, totally. So Rachel finds a cool she- seashell lamp at the apartment. She wants to keep it, but Monica's like, no, it doesn't go with any of my stuff. Whoop. And Rachel's like, you still think of it as your apartment, don't you? She has a point. It's all Monica's stuff. Yeah, I, I don't blame her. Although I will say I find Rachel has a very refined taste. And so this comes out of nowhere for me. That's a very good point. This is not, I mean, maybe this is part of Rachel like figuring herself out. But yeah, Rachel does not strike me as a cheapo tchotchke style thing. Right. But yeah, maybe this is Rachel being like, oh, I think this is cool. I'm young and hip. Let's do it. Yeah. So she keeps the lamp anyways. Yep. Go for it. Next day, Monica accidentally breaks Rachel's lamp when she's putting on a sweater. I That was a very aggressive way to put on a sweater, all I'm saying. I thought it was kind of realistic. You do? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. I guess the other thing I thought- Also, like, her outfit did not need a sweater, though. Let's just- It did not. It, it did not at all. This outfit does not need a sweater. It's already a sweater. Well, it's October in New York. That's true. But, yeah. So we'll give it to her. But the other thing I thought was, well- Maybe Monica didn't think about it being there because there never used to be a lamp right there. So she didn't like, I don't know, her like uh, awareness wasn't quite there. Yeah, that's true. So they're cleaning. So Monica or yeah, Monica breaks the lamp. They're in the apartment. They go back down after Monica breaks the lamp to clean up the final items. And Rachel finds this like clock with this like naked lady with some booby tassels on it. So funny. And Monica lets her keep it because she broke her lamp in their apartment in their apartment. Yes. Thank you. It's, it's the first of Rachel's stuff. It's cute, which still, it doesn't seem like something Rachel would have, Mm -hmm. but you never know. I mean, later on down the line, Rachel's got like a curious George doll. Like, Oh yeah. Sometimes Rachel just has random interests. You know what I mean? She's got layers. Yeah. I'll give it to her. She's like an onion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get into Chandler. Oh boy. So Chandler keeps, basically Chandler broke up with another woman. Mm-hmm. He then, we go into this thing with him and the friends that he keeps breaking up with women for very small reasons. This last one, she had large nostrils. <laughs> Honestly, like that would gross me out to be honest. You think? Yeah. Like it, but it's like really large nostrils. I don't know, but he is, he is picky. He's being picky. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Chandler, like how it's like the boy that cried wolf. Like, is this really what you're saying it is? Is there another reason? So Monica chastises him for breaking up with another great woman for stupid reasons. Yep. Joey's like, no, I totally get what you mean. Like once I was dated this woman and she had the biggest Adam's apple. Oh my God. And Ross tells Joey, women don't have Adam's apples. (laughs) And at first he's like, what? And then he's like, no, you guys are joking. And they're like, yeah. Like, we'll just let you think that. Well, okay. So 
blooper or blunder right here. Women mm-hmm. do have Adam's apples. They're just not formed like men. So it's right. technically, and the fact that Ross says it, the scientist. Yeah. Ross, come on. The, Mr. Anatomy, like. Well, he is a paleontologist, so he knows more about dinosaurs. We'll get, we'll, we'll let him. I know, but a scientist, like. I know. Yeah. He gets a pass. So, but in, it's funny. It is really funny. So Phoebe's like, okay, Chandler, come up with one woman who you have broken up with for a real reason. And he's like, Janice, give me Janice. Oh, we agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Although I'm like, we'll get into it, but I think Janice is really great. <laughs> I know. She's really great. So later on, they're at Mr. Heckle's apartment and they find his yearbook and they re- and Chandler realizes he has a lot of similarities being voted class clown, like Heckle's, you're so great. You're so funny. And Chandler's like, oh, wow, we have similarities. And then he finds Heckle's big book of grievances. Oh my God. And he realizes that Heckle's also broke up with a lot of women over stupid and small reasons. And this makes him spiral. Oh, totally. Because he's like, I'm going to turn it exactly like Heckle's did alone. I mean, it. I'm glad that this happened for Chandler's character development because it needed to. Big yeah, time. yeah. I mean, in a move of desperation, he calls Janice. Janice. Janice comes back. We see Janice. Love bringing Janice back. Ugh. But it's too late. She is now married and pregnant. Okay. Janice is a catch. You got to swipe her up. Right? That is the woman that you like take off the market, right? I wanted to ask about time frame. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we know exactly when he broke up with Janice last. Like, is she, was it too recent for to be pregnant? Yeah. Or if we can just like figure out like how quickly she got married and pregnant. It had to have been very soon. Cause I think it was the new year or it was Valentine's day. Valentine's day is the one, the candy hearts. Mm -hmm. So that would have been Valentine's day. What? 1990. Probably 1995. So she would have had, and she would, she's probably what, like seven months pregnant, eight months pregnant there. Yeah. She was a smaller bump. So she probably had to have just found her husband. So technically that could be Chandler's baby. I th- Yeah. Which he said, he's like, is it mine? And she's like, ha, you, you wish. wish. So my guess is this was a shotgun wedding because of that fact. She had to have met him like the very next like yeah. month because if she got pregnant, February, it's a March. very fast timeline. Woo! Mm-hmm. Those writers did not think on that one. I mean, it works if you're just like, it happened fast. Yeah. You know, maybe she had a wedding while she was pregnant. Yeah, I bet you it was like total shotgun wedding yeah. kind, of, kind of thing. So. so now he's like, oh, I'm really screwed because my fail safe is married and taken away. She's my safety net. And he's like, I have to be crazy snake man because I reject any woman who is remotely interested and then bitches that there aren't great women out there. (laughs) I love that whole rant he has about like, well, I'm the weird guy. I got to have a thing. And so I'm going to be the snake guy and like run from me, children, run. (laughs) That was really great. So good. It's like, that is true though. Like whenever a guy like complains about like the lack of women out there, I'm like, no. Yeah. No, no. It's you. You are the problem. Mm-hmm. Listen to Taylor Swift. Monica and Rachel are like, no, like you're, you're good. You are like every other, other guy out there, but you're different because you know what you want. Now you're aware of your shortcomings this is a sweet, and unrealistic expectations. This is like a sweet interaction between him and the three women. Mm-hmm. This comes back in a later episode. And I love when they like rally around him. It's just, it's so sweet and endearing. 
he, out of all the guys, he's the only one that the women really like give dating advice to. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He needs it. That is true. But yeah, I, I really think that that's a cool dynamic. Yeah. So later that night, Chandler asks out a woman who he's been hesitating on because he has, because she has an unusually large head. <laughs> But then we see him on the date and he still can't get past it. Where is he finding all these women? Like they're from fucking Alice in Wonderland with their like oversized nostrils, oversized heads. Like what is she? The queen of hearts? That, like, when, that woman did have a quite a large head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Last storyline, Ross and Phoebe. This is my favorite storyline of this episode. I'm so excited. It's quite funny. And I've, I've taken kind of a turn on it as I've watched this episode multiple times. Really? So after Mickle, Miss Mickelhouse, Mr. Heckles dies, <laughs> Phoebe senses his spirit and she tries to get him to go into the light, Mr. Heckles. <laughs> and we get, you know, the sense of Phoebe's like woo woo, like yes. fun spirit beliefs. Love it. And so the friends make fun of her and she's like, oh, come on. Like there's plenty of things out there that I don't believe in, but that doesn't mean they're not true, mm -hmm. which is a very good point. Valid. We all have our own beliefs. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, crop circles. Yep. Which is that supposed to be like aliens created crop circles? Yeah. Have you ever seen signs? Yeah, but like, I don't think it's real. No, it's not. Like, no. as far as I know, like, I don't believe in crop circles. Again, pull a Phoebe. I don't, I don't believe in crop circles. You know, doesn't mean they're not true. But, but yeah. I, yeah, but we both believe in spirits and ghosts. Oh, totally. So the Bermuda Triangle, ah. which is like, I could see it, but I also have a hard time. Like, this isn't lost. Like, planes just don't go missing. Yeah. But do they? Maybe. I don't know. And then the big one, evolution. Woo! That's, and that's that's what gets Ross, our paleontologist, just... That's like the foundation of his life. Shots fucking <laughs> fired. Shots fired. And that takes Ross off. And it kicks yep. off this thing of like, Ross tries to reason with Phoebe, like... He's get brings over fossils and it's like opposable thumbs. And Phoebe's like, you just have to be right about everything. And like, it, they've got this back and forth that just makes Ross's head implode. And I love it because he takes it so seriously and I, I can't stand to know it all. So watching him get bested by Phoebe, who I love dearly mm -hmm. is just like, Oh, it's so good. But it is kind of like when you think about it, like it's one of those things that's just so it's like science and it's really, it, it is hard when people deny science. Oh, totally. Let's just, it's hard. Yeah. And it's like, it take, it takes a big person to kind of get past that of just be like, okay, you have your beliefs and science will be over here. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day Ross again tries to reason with Phoebe. He brings actual apartments and she's like, Ross, I'm not denying actual fossils to the apartment. Did I say actual apartments to yes. the fossils? <laughs> you said actual apartments. And I'm like, well, yeah, he brings actual apartments. <laughs> They're mini size. Just like Polly Pocket. Yeah, there you Remember go. Polly Pocket? Oh, I loved Polly Pocket. My mom saved all my Polly Pockets. <gasps> Those got to be worth a pretty penny now. I don't know. No, I don't know. We'll look it up. Yeah. I wonder what a Polly Pocket goes for. Okay. So he brings, he brings fossils to the apartment yep. and Phoebe's like, I'm just saying the evolution is one of the many possibilities. And it's, he's like, it's the only possibility. And she's like, Ross, open your mind. Like there was a time when scientists were wrong. And she uses like, they used to think the earth was flat and that, you know, are you so arrogant to admit that there's not a teeny tiny possibility that you could be wrong? And then he's like, 
There could be a teeny, teeny tiny, tiny possibility. And then, of course, this is when Phoebe flips and she's like, oh, my God, you just abandoned your whole belief system. Like, at first I respected you, at least, for having an opinion. And then Ross leaves ashamed. Oh, my God. So and, much fun. And Phoebe laughs and she's like, that was fun. And we realize that she's been, like, messing with him to basically, like, prove a point of just, like, you don't have to be right all the time. Yep. So my with this story at first, like, and Graham really hates this story because he's... He's science was his biggest, strongest subject. Like he's very matter of fact, like very black and white, very principled. And so when he was watching this, he was like really mad at Phoebe. And like, that's how I kind of used to be of like, come on, like, shut up. You cannot just deny evolution. Like, yeah, it's, it's fucking fact. Oh yeah. Like you don't tell me that like we came from Adam and a bone and a rib and like, no. Or that aliens put us here. Ran a, the, nah. No, but the more that I watch it, it is, it's funny. Cause you, it's just like, don't take yourself too seriously as the end of the, at the end of the day. Oh yeah. That, don't that, take yourself too seriously. That is exactly how I've always taken it is like Phoebe never takes herself very seriously. And I always have admired that. And so I think that she brings that sort of essence, especially her and Ross are so polar opposite mm-hmm. that when they, butt heads it is so funny to me because he's so serious and she always gets him and he's just yeah. like me and he runs away with his tail between his legs so it's one of those things like she's not harming anybody no. like it's not a harmful opinion it's just it's funny and you can have different opinions and that's fine totally I love but there it. are those people that you know you you argue with and it's just like I can't even argue with you because you're not bringing facts to the table and it's like I don't know what to do like we're just going to agree to disagree here. Uh, so here's what I'll tell you about Polly Pockets. Um, on eBay, prices currently range from $400 to $800. What? But you can get upwards of $1,400 in the UK. I could make so much money on Polly Pockets. Yeah, I wonder if that means that that's like a mint condition one, though. Oh, like in the box? I don't know. Mine are not mint condition. They've definitely been... I need, to, with. I need to see your Polly Pockets. I, I want to have a blast They're from the past. They're at my mom's house. All right. We're going to have a- She's kept all my like Barbies. Yes. Party at Leah's, man. Let's go. So I think it's in all her storage area room. Okay. Okay. Let's take a break and then we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. We are back. Talking about creepy dolls and houses. <laughs> yeah. We kind of got off on a bit of a tangent with some of the- uh, historical nostalgia with the American girl dolls. And my mom has uh, some dolls in her uh, um, house or she used to, and they would always scare Graham. He'd be like, what is wrong with the dolls? I well, dolls freak me out, dude. Like yeah. I can't do it. Like, especially like that, that movie, that scary movie, Annabelle. Oh, I won't watch it. I, I can't watch it. No, no. but anyways. No. Okay. We have some things. We were just talking about Phoebe and kind of like, maybe lack of science, science, scientifical experience, but she, cause she also talks about that. She's not being pulled by gravity, but pushed by gravity. And maybe this speaks to Phoebe's genius. Cause she's actually right. She is a secret genius. I think that's just my personal opinion, but yeah. So she's actually right. Albert Einstein's general theory of relativity, relativity states that what a person feels as gravity is actually the curvature of space time due to the mass of the earth. And its curvature is pushing the body towards the center of the earth because it's spinning. 
we are being pushed to the center. We the are earth. being we're not pushed. Being pulled. We're not being pulled. Interesting. Yeah. This was so cool. Lisa Kudrow actually got a biology degree before pursuing acting. I had no idea. So she does believe in science. She does. <laughs> Go figure. And then Mr. Heckles. Yes. Okay. He's played by Larry Hankin. He's born in New York, which is kind of cool. Um, Larry Hankin took uh, an industrial design degree from the University of Syracuse. Cool. Really multifaceted artist uh, in addition to being an actor. So you can tell he's like an artsy type. You know, you just look at someone and you're like, you do art. You are a creative and I can tell. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Mm -hmm. he's a screenwriter, producer, director, singer, um, began a career as an illustrator in the entertainment world, studied acting at Syracuse University, just super, super talented guy. Nice. Love that. Slightly underused in my opinion in Friends. I agree. I think that he could have been used more. Yeah. This was interesting. In season four of Seinfeld, the episode, the pilot, he portrays an actor playing that, um, an actor playing a character based on Cosmo Kramer in real life. He actually auditioned for the role of Kramer and he was Larry David's first choice. I could see that. Yeah. Like, I could see that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and then, so he was Larry David's first choice. He felt that he was the most similar to his friend, Kenny, Kenny Kramer, who was the character it was based on. Ah. But Michael Richards was cast. I mean, Is he problematic? Michael Richards? Michael Richards. Would, did, am I thinking of anything? Is he fine? Is he good? <laughs> did he survive? Has he done anything like scandalous, you mean? I don't yeah. know. You I, know? Nothing comes to my brain about Michael it, but Richards. that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Like he went on a rant or something. Like, I don't oh. want to say. Oh, yeah. Um, He is. <laughs> he is problematic. He is problematic. So in uh, 2006, at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, he launched into a racist rant in (gasps) response to repeated heckling and interruptions from a small group of black and Hispanic audience members. Oh, shit. And um, he was recording saying some unkind slur. Oh, well, you know that... I knew there was something wrong with this man. That's not okay. Yeah, basically he went on a racist tirade. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Kind of a bummer. I know. Michael Richards. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry to uh What is wrong with people? I just sorry to ruin that. Come on now. I knew I knew that, that was there was something. I was like, this guy did something fucked up. Anyways, back to uh back to our friend Larry Hankin. Yep. This was random. Then one of those funny facts. He's the only actor besides Brian Brian Cranston to have appeared on Seinfeld, Malcolm in the Middle, and Breaking Bad. He was in Breaking Bad? I don't remember, but apparently. Okay, I got to look this up because I, I love, have you watched Breaking Bad? Yeah. I love Breaking Bad. I mean, Bad. a long time ago. Oh my God. Okay, I got to look this up because now I'm, I want to know. I'm a, also a huge Brian Cranston fan. Yeah. And I think that he's in something new as well. I need to put on my content list and I can't remember what the name of it is. Did you ever watch, is it Better Call Saul or something? Paul like the- did. And... It, he liked it a lot. I heard it was good. Yeah, I've heard it was if good too. If not almost better than Breaking Bad, but I never watched it, so I couldn't tell you. No, I never watched it, but Paul really loved it, and I heard nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, he was the um, junkyard owner. Okay. In Seinfeld? No, in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Okay. Love you, Larry Hankin. 
Actually, speaking of some of the other like oddity characters. So one of my favorite like side characters of Friends is the landlord. Oh, Mr. Traeger. Mr. Traeger. This is the first time we see him, right? I think so. So he is, he comes back. One of the episodes that he comes back in is like my favorite with him. I think he's so dynamic, but where it, they get in trouble. Yes. 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 Is that this season? No, I think it's later on. Okay. Maybe okay. this season or next, but so he's played by a man named Mike Haggerty. And if you oh, are, did all- we go to high school with a guy, Mike Haggerty? I swear. Doesn't sound familiar, but we should look that up. Let's we go totally find, did. Go find Anyways. our yearbooks. So he actually, so he was in Overboard, which is what I remember him from. He is Patrick oh. Swayze's best friend in it. Okay. But he's also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What's that? Oh my God. Andy Samberg, Stupid Funny. So good. If you haven't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you got to binge that. Can I make a hot call? Yeah. I... Don't like Andy Samberg. I don't like Andy okay. Samberg. I don't either until I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really? Yeah, I could not stand him on SNL. I thought that he was gross and just annoying. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine changed my mind. Yeah. <sighs> okay. If you had to pick He's, between that and Sex Lives of College Girls, I would rather you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What? Yes. but Because I just know you. Yeah. Like, it's so um, stupid fun. And I think Graham would like it if he hasn't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I also think, um, you know who else I cannot stand? Oh boy. I love how this is like <laughs> the theme of this episode is like, who is it that really gets who under our skin? Really pisses. So um, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, I can't he's a very, he's a very similar vibe to Andy Samberg. Like Andy Samberg is just kind of like annoying. Okay. Like don't like his face. He's, but then Jesse Eisenberg, like, Oh, he's arrogant. I think that's why I don't like Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg is the one in social network. Yeah. He has nothing to be arrogant about. No, I don't think so either. Ridiculous. Yeah. Not a fan. I will back you on that one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last little bit of, uh, research when, um, Chandler, when Chandler's like, I break up with women for valid reasons. And Ross is like, because she doesn't hate Yanni is not a valid reason. <laughs> Talking about things we don't like. Right. Exactly. I was like, who's Yanni? Mm-hmm. He is a, he is a um, Greek composer, keyboardist, pianist, and music producer. Interesting. Yanni. Yanni. Huh. I would never have known. No. Mm-mm. Shall we get into... Uh, Bloopers and blunders. Bloopers and blunders. Moo points. Are there any bloopers in this one? No. Not this one. No. Um, I I kind of said this our last episode. I really think they're getting their feet wet. And then, it, like I said, they just explode. Like yeah. they're comedic. Like, I don't know. Just, it, it just, their energy just goes crazy. Um, so not yet, but again, I rewatched. I just love watching the blooper reels and there's so much good stuff coming. Yeah. It's going to be good. So for this episode, I think we already, oh no. Yeah. The big nostril girl. So Chandler tells a story about the big nostril girl. Joey replies with, I'm going to have to side with Chandler on this one. When I first moved to the city, despite being born and raised in Queens. He is in, he is from the city. Well, okay. So technically I mean, what, Queens North? is not the city. Queens is well, a suburb. But it's, it's right there. 
Yeah, but if you got a New Yorker in here, man, they oh, yeah, would they'd probably be pretty argue with you down to like the boroughs that is are it a the borough? City. Is Queens a borough? I think it is borough. Okay, okay. So. I mean, small technicality. Yeah, I I can sit on either side of this fence. Yeah, but you can make an argument either way. Either way, we already talked about the Adam's apples. <laughs> Women have Adam's apples. They're just not. They're not as prominent. Prominent. I is think that it's testosterone? Is that why? Oh, okay. That that answered my question. Never mind. This was a weird one. And, and it, I read this multiple times just about he- basically they fucked up Heckle's apartment. Like Chandler, for multiple reasons, like the numbers, the logistics of where his apartment is, the way the door swings in, like yep. his apartment shifted from the side of the hallway. Yep. But then like when Chandler's reading about the big book of grievances, he has notes about Joey and Chandler like, how would he know? Their apartment's across the hall. He lives below Monica and Rachel. I was thinking about that, too. And I was like, well, what if he's, like, one of those peephole people where he's just, like, constantly looking as people come up the stairs? And that was the only explanation I could think of is that mm. they're just, like, being super loud because, like, Joey and the girl are in the hallway making out or whatever. And Chandler's just walking up the stairs with his dry cleaning. That's a good point. That's the only I, thing I can think. That's the only thing. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Speaking of science. Oh my gosh. So Phoebe asks Ross about the time when scientists believed the earth was flat. However, there was never a time when like scientists like nobody in, actually believed that with intellectuals like yeah. scholars believe that the earth was flat. There were flat earthers. There still are flat <laughs> earthers. And science. We'll agree to disagree with you guys. But um, yeah, in Greek times, scientists have always known that the earth is spherical. Always. Always. Have you run into a flat earther? No, not yet. And I don't know that I want to even ask any of my friends. I know. Like (laughs) that would just be like the biggest, just like, what? I know. Someone just came out as a flat earther. The biggest flat earther that I'm aware of is Kyrie Irving. Oh, yes, that's right. But I think, I mean... I just don't understand how that could be a thing. I With modern technology and the fact that we've been to space, we can see the earth from space in the space station. Like, I just don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to argue that, okay, maybe we haven't been to the moon because you think it's some conspiracy theory. Okay, sure. Take that, that on str- board. I struggle with that one because like... What do you mean? I do too. Of course we've been to the moon. I know. I get whatever. We want to disagree with that one. Like, I'm going to pick my battles. Yeah. But you really want to argue with me like that the earth is flat okay just basic physics where does it end are there any conspiracy theories like most conspiracy theories like are fun and funny and like it's just like a funny good time like the one the what the fucking bunkers under denver like oh my god a lot of the conspiracy theories are funny yes they can get dangerous like that one psycho Oh, what's his nuts? Um, the guy that said like Sandy, Sandy oh. Hook was a hoax. That that That's was dangerous. terrible. That was terrible. But are there any conspiracy theories that just like get your goat? That you're just, I mean, besides flat earthers, that there's like this whole underbelly of like politicians that drink children's blood. That's so weird. That's so weird. Come, on. that's disgusting. so disgusting. <laughs> I just am like really. Really? Yeah. That's that's just, disgusting. It's just weird. The amount of shit that you have to believe for that to be true. 
is so hard and complicated. I know, but oh my God, just we could go down a dark hole. So many for sure. Like they get fun, but then they get like, okay, yeah. we've crossed into the dark side. Ooh, I'll you know tell you, mean? I'll tell you a fun one. It wasn't a conspiracy theory as much as it was an April fool's thing that I totally got, got by. Okay. Like I totally got fooled by this. So, yeah. Uh, good looking out Red Rocks who posted this. You guys did a really good job because I totally I was on this. They posted this thing this year on April Fool's that said that, and for anybody that's not in Colorado, Red Rocks is an amphitheater and it's like a natural amphitheater. And if you haven't gone to a show there, you should. It's amazing. But they had this whole posting that said that there was a uh, dormant volcano underneath <laughs> Red Rocks. <laughs> And that it what? all of the Red Rock shows had been canceled until further notice because it had become active and you was fell unsafe. for that. I fucking fell for it. Now, okay, I know that there is a dormant volcano in Colorado. There is. There is. Yeah, there is. And so I'm like, where? Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Where is there a dormant volcano? Oh, I don't know the name of it. Hang on, I'm gonna look it up. You know, the one like I think there's one that like Avril Lavigne is died and like this person parading around as oh Levine is, a, is a is an imposter have you seen that one too <laughs> yes or like the people that think like tupac never died oh yes somewhere yes dot dot is a 700 meter wide by 400 meter deep mar volcano located in dot colorado fascinating mm-hmm. okay if you guys if audience if you have a good not psychotic if you have a good, funny conspiracy theory, please email us. Don't take my win at gmail.com. Some of them are just so funny. I just want to know what they are. Yes, I'm, I'm in. We're asking you guys for a lot of opinions, but I'm, I'm so here for None it. None of the creepy wacko shit. Okay. No. Give us some that are like actually potentially believable and funny. Yes. Cool. Um, fashion watch. Yes. Okay. There is so much good stuff. I'm really what excited. What are you talking about? This episode was horrible for fashions. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did we watch the same episode? I was, I was like, like I- clawing for items. What? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Phoebe's newspaper sleeveless button up shirt. Hate it. I thought it was so cute. What? Yeah. That looks like newspapers. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Oh. What is happening? Have we have we changed bodies? I have think we? it was cool. It's again not something that's drapes. Like they finally have like you can tell they've they're starting to experiment a little bit with Phoebe's look. Yeah. Cause like she did have that cute purple polka dot dress <gasps> and the silk um top jacket, whatever you want to call it. Yep. The little cardigan thing. That was the thing that the like, white, the white see-through thing. It got me. That outfit was really I was pretty. just like, oh my God. And I don't think I ever realized that it was like shorter. Because yeah. you don't see Phoebe in a lot of like short dresses. Exactly. And I was just like, oh my God, Lisa Kudrow is so cute in that. Her, it's starting to evolve her her style a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we've realized that Lisa Kudrow is a beautiful woman and we don't have to put her in drapes. Totally. And then they put her after that, they, they're putting on the jackets and that's when Monica knocks over the lamp of Rachel's. And they put her in this jacket that's like a silk jacket with the dragon. That did not go with that outfit. But I love that it didn't go. I think it was like the no, coolest little mismatch. It looks horrible no i love it looks that. like she got dressed in the dark <laughs> no i i love that jacket maybe the jacket great dressed great together no i know i like no. it together because i think it's totally phoebe to be so weird uh, okay Mo- this is me clawing for things like monica's white short sleeve top and high-waisted black jeans classy classy 
Um, there's been some crazy ties. Okay, this is where I really struggled is I didn't like any of the men's clothes. I, I Joey actually had that nice green, um, sage green top that was pretty. Yeah, but it that's wasn't cute. like, oh, that's so fashionable. It's just like, oh, that's average. Yeah. But the the ties of the 90s are big and bulky. I can't get on board with it. And then the pants. They need to stay there. Oh, the pants, Ross. the pleats, the front pleats. Like what the Ross's like suit. Like it, everything is so baggy. He looks like he's wearing a like fat suit or like, like he's trying to be a super. I just can't. It no. just doesn't work. No, I couldn't get on board with any of the men's clothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this one was interesting. I don't know if you remember this, but at the very end, Monica's wearing like semi high waisted jeans and she's mm-hmm. got the cardigan like unbuttoned at the bottom and the top. That's in now. Super People in. People do that all the time. I love that look. Yeah. It's really cute. Ooh, can we talk hair? Yeah. Let's Monica's do it. Monica's hair. I loved it. It they, looks great. They even shortened it more this episode from last. Mm-hmm. And I thought it looked great. And Phoebe's starting to have even more just of a hairstyle. I, while I do love her long curly hair, mm-hmm. she is having more of just like a sleek hairstyle, which is great. Yes, I, I'm really loving that. And, and actually, while we're on the subject of hair, did you know that Jennifer Aniston hated the Rachel haircut? I did. Like, she hated it. I'm like, I get that. Yeah, she didn't like it when they put it on her and then it became a thing and she hated it even more. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. Because then so many people copied her. Right. Single white female. Oh. Okay, best friend and frenemy. What do you have? I, it was easy to be, uh, my frenemy was easy. Frenemy is easy for me too. I'm still struggling a little on my best friend, but I think I got it. Who's your frenemy? You want to do it at the same time? Yeah. One, two, three. Phoebe. (gasps) (gasps) What? (laughs) No. So, okay. I picked Phoebe because she is being a frenemy in this episode. (laughs) She is trolling Ross to all hell. But doesn't that help Ross's growth? His own self-growth. No. To be open-minded. I don't think Ross has any growth in that area. He's always <laughs> got to be the one that's right. Like, I think, I just think that Phoebe is like fucking with Ross and his, like, it cut deep. Like, Ross is a paleontologist and to go to a paleontologist and say like, I don't believe in evolution. Like, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> I think it's fucking funny. It is funny. But she's being a friend of me to him. Oh, no. Ross on is purpose. worse because he's being such a know-it-all and he won't let it go. He's a close second. Okay. Close second. Also, I really have a lot of problems with the fact that you just went and packed up a fucking suitcase with 200 million year old fossils and just brought them to your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> he's a paleontologist. You can do whatever he wants with those. Sure. Sure. He'll bring him back. Yeah. He respects the product. He does. I'll give him that. Okay, so who got your mug? So I think I'm going to give it to Chandler. I'm giving it to Chandler too. Yeah. This was like some self-growth for him. The comedic timing was there. It's hilarious. I love it. It's all about him finding his way. I mean, it's a Chandler-centric episode. It's about like his growth and like how he just, yeah. Yeah, he takes a little bit of a step back at the very end, but that's okay. Like, he took, he it took wouldn't be steps. Chandler if he didn't. You're right. Commitment is scary, Chandler. We get it. Yeah. But, yep. I think that's a shoe in. Yeah. What is your Joey sandwich rating? I, mm, I give this one, I struggle. I'm struggling between a two and a three. And here's why. 
because I think that there are points that are super cheesy in this. I'm not like the biggest fan of the heckles storyline, but I love, love, love Ross getting ribbed by Phoebe so much <laughs> that I'm just like, Ooh, that takes it up a notch. So I think I'm going to give it a three, but I may regret this. You may twist on this. I may I, twist. I was the same way and I gave it a two. Mm. I think respect. I think that it's when I think back to it, it's like, it's not my favorite episode. It's just kind of okay. No great fashions. Like in my opinion, the storylines are just kind of blah. Like, yes, Ross, that's the funny, but like there was just not a lot of character development besides Chandler going through this, this moment. It was just kind of like, okay, what like Rachel and Monica are fighting over a lamp. Like it's, it was just meh. Um, and also I just think like, the emotional tie that they're trying to give us at the end with Chandler saying bye to heckles. Like we don't see heckles enough to care that much. That's what I was you saying. I mean? Like that's what I was talking about when I was saying like that it's just like there's cheesy points. It's like by Mr. Heckles, we'll try to keep it down. It's like nobody got to bond with him. We don't know Mr. Heckles enough to really give a fuck. Right. That's, that's exactly the part that I'm like, this is just too cheesy and I'm not about it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. respect on the two. I just, I think I love that storyline with Ross and Phoebe It too hurts much. to give a two. It hurts, it hurts it to hurt, give a two. It hurts my heart. But you know, you have to do it. And I think, I think this episode warrants a two. Yeah. I, yeah, I respect it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the one where Mr. Heckles dies. Yep. Um, thank you for listening. Pivot podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe. We got another review on Apple. So that was fun. Woohoo. Thank you guys. Um, make sure to follow along on Instagram at the pivot pod. We're posting, trying to post more for you guys, trying to give some funny shit. Let us know. Please partake in our polls. We want to know what you guys think. And then also email us. Don't take my wind at gmail.com. We got what we got. Conspiracy theories, content plates. What else? Oh, oh no. You said conspiracy theories. I yeah. think honestly, that's enough. Like I feel like we could get a lot with that. <laughs> so give us your good conspiracy theories and then what you got on the content. Yeah. Content stuff. If you're a flat earther, don't write in. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.